Join us April 26th at the Empire Lounge for the Love Jones Experience, Harlem Renaissance Edition, as we feature soul, sultry singer Oliver Green and our featured visual artist Anthony Burks. The last event sold out, so you want to reserve your seats early. Visit us at bewell underscore events on IG. Link in the bio. I'm a musician that's always in my head of, of the playback before right. and after. Right. You know, so I'm I'm still catching the vibe, but I'm... <sighs> Speak Easy Studios. Speak and be heard. Where can I hear some live music? Maybe some live poetry. Some good vibes? Yeah, I want to dance with somebody. Strong drinks. Sound like some grown folks' business. Sounds like the Love Jones experience. Yeah, the Love Jones experience. This is Kim Smith, and you're listening to the Love Jones Experience podcast. I'm here with my featured guests. For the next upcoming Love Jones Experience Harlem Renaissance Edition, Oliver Green. Yeah. yeah greetings, greetings, greetings. Yes. It's a pleasure. Yes, Oliver. Um, so I have been so excited and could not wait to get you in the studio so people can just kind of know you. I mean, the last Love Jones Experience event, you were... I mean, you were a hit. Like, everybody loved you. Like, you had, you brought the house down. So, I was Thank like, you. man, I got to get this dude back, um, you know, in here so he could feature and, you know, really show Palm Beach, you know, what it is that he has to offer. Um, because, you know, as creatives, you know, we're trying to, you know, get out there, create this exposure, um, so yeah, I want people to know a little bit more about who you are. So tell us about Oliver Green and tell us your story, man. Like, uh, we know you're a singer, but gladly, gladly. what's the background? Um, born and raised in West Palm Beach. Good Sam. Uh, look, uh, <laughs> but Riviera Beach, um, I, of Oliver Jr. and Earlene Green. Um, growing up in, in Riviera Beach, of course, we went to school at Lincoln, Lincoln Elementary. And then um, but I think we moved. We moved and ended, ended up moving to West Palm Beach on the other side, 40, 45th Street, should I say. And... Um, Went, started going to school privately for a little while, mm-hmm. but um, was introduced to music in middle school at John F. Kennedy Middle School. Um, now I was kind of doing things musically in in church, but you know, just kind of like you gonna get in the choir, okay? <laughs> Who right. pushed you to get to join the choir? Well, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You know how, like, when you're in Sunday school and I think, 
Shout out to Emmanuel Missionary. This, this Baptist Church. This is where we started, and it was it was a church that originally started from uh, Tabernacle Missionary Baptist Church, mm-hmm. and um, it kind of um, certain parts separated to another church. So, mm-hmm. at, in that process, um, and, and Tabernacle had had and has a rich tradition of um, man. As a kid, just to go in there on a uh, a regular Sunday, it was packed from um, wall to wall and even up in the terrace area. But to hear the um, the unified voices, it you know I'll never forget that. And it was a say it was a really singing church. But my grandmother, who um, she always sang in the choir. Mm-hmm. So um, even if she, I was sitting next to her, you, I could always hear the um, the depth and just the 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 color of her voice was rich. And um, my dad, I think he was in the choir too um, at Fam for a little while. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that's where my mom and my dad met. You know, because sometimes you you take an elective or something like that. But either way, um, that was a... Um, so the church background yeah. really kind of introduced you to, you know, your love for music. Well, definitely that. Um, but the the other backstory, and I'm going to try to make it quick, because um, my dad and my godfather, uh, Lee Allen Hooks, um, they were nightclub owners. And... Um, they were joint owners of the Land of Oz. And if anybody knew about the Land of Oz at that time, it's like one of the hottest clubs. Um, what time is that? What time? Ooh, man, this, we're talking about the, we talking about in the 75, 75 on to, or 70, I really feel like 74 on through 70 ish. Probably the eight, like the early, definitely late 70s, early 80s. Okay. And during this time, um, you know, and I used to, like, even in passing as a young uh, adult, I would hear people talk about the land of Oz. People used to come from Miami, like, to come. And Miami wasn't the the lick that it is now. Right. You know, and people used to come out this way, like, and... So just to hear some of the stories my dad would talk about, you know, they would have people like Herbie Hancock. Uh, nice. he, he, he might have not performed, but sometimes the club was Came so lit. Through. Yeah, this man coming from a show to right. go and have some 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 chicken sauce at right. the, at the lounge. You so know what I'm saying? This was a spot. This is yeah. a spot. So, right, right. Uh, with that being said, it's so it's like now some of the acts. I, my dad told me one time they had Barry White there, and like that's wow. I grew up on stuff like that. Barry White, Isaac Hayes, um, you know the Al Green. Um, so you had music all around you. Absolutely, and right. you know my being at my godfather, um, Lee Hooks, he was a DJ. So with you know, and my god brother, shout out there. Shout out, shout out to Brandon Hooks. That's my god. Brandon. That's like my god brother. So, but we're brothers from another mother. <laughs> right. And um, I haven't seen Brandon. Yeah, shout out, in a shout long out time. to shout out to Mary Hooks too, my God, mom, uh, God rest her soul. 
and um, we were always around music. He had records from wall to wall, so to grow up on that. And then my mm-hmm. dad had a lot of records. And um, it was the funniest thing. When my dad would come home from work, he's an educator too, but he was a just a hustling dude, man. Um, but aside of the nightclub business, they had a cleaning business too. So after they leaving the club, they're going – they're going to clean buildings. So it's just like he just did a lot of stuff. He worked at the dog track, all of this stuff, man. So um, music and, and hustling is or just grind mode. Um, being around that element most of my life um, kind of it poured into me as well. Um, but that Kennedy experience, going back to that, I was trying to figure it out. Young and trying to figure it out. Freshman, I didn't do anything. I didn't know what I was going to do. Because, again, I'm coming, you know, I, I had to, before I went to, wait, what is it? After I left Lincoln, I had um, gone to a private school for a year. And the only reason why I left because my mom got transferred to that school. And I, if you know anything about being a child of an educator, Everybody's going to point the finger at you. You you could blink wrong. Right. I didn't want to deal with that scrutiny. Right. So, so either you, way, yeah, I, I, I was like, well, do I have an option? I need my own life. Yeah. Because <laughs> I already know I was going to get it. And my mom was a, you know, she was she didn't play. So you're at Kennedy. So what's the defining moment for you? Like, okay. I'm like, what are you like a distinct? Okay. Well. It's several, but the, the main one was um, my goddaddy word that came. Yeah. And he was like, he was, every time in passing, I'm on my way to class as a freshman. He's like, God, son, what you going to do, man? You going to join? You going to, what you going to, you got to be a part of something. You might as well give him a choir. That's like, okay. And I mean, were you like singing at home and, you know, like nothing? No. Um, if I was, I didn't realize it um, because during that time, man, we grew up around a lot of music. We, you know, you had you had Sesame Street, you had Schoolhouse Rock, you had like the commercial, you know, not the com- yeah, you had the commercials, but you also had the um, that Hanna Barbera time where just like everything <laughs> was like funky in some kind of way, right? And if you picked up on it, you know, it you know it it was the groove because a lot of the happening acts. Or maybe the seventies, they were arranging that music. You right. Know what I'm saying so. so mm-hmm. You didn't have like that level of awareness, but you had the you push. Feel it. You could feel the different. Right. Yeah. And so you joined. Yeah. So I joined. Um. And um. Come around eighth grade year. That was the best year of my life. Mm. Eighth grade. Um, I've never heard that one before. Eighth grade's best year of my life. It, it really was. It was one of the best <laughs> years. Amazing. It's like, yeah, um, because Kennedy was a, that that school, that institution of learning. It was so cultural because you had you had a hot band, mm-hmm. you had a chorus, and see, like a lot of people don't know that uh, Lee Allen Hooks was at one time the band director and the chorus director at the same time so right. the legacy was thick and then uh when mr green was there god rest his soul man another another legend uh stitched in our culture um just providing the just feeding us with with music right 
It was a, right. it was a very impactful uh, experience because they these were they these were, were pouring edu- they were pouring these, into you. These were educators that would make sure we were exposed. Right. And I don't care what nobody say. Uh, being from Riviera Beach, it's some of the greatest talent. Period. Point blank. Um, but our you know our culture has to thrive. It has to elevate. You know, and it and it still is in a lot of different elements and ways. And um, you know, piggybacking to you, like to you know, we've gone, we've it's a it's a cycle thing because we've gone through college, that college era, and you know, you were doing your poetry there, and I know I'm jumping, but at <laughs> the same time, I'm not even going. Yeah. Uh, but the cycle of poetry and it's recycling back. I I used to see you in passing. We've I've been on the same platforms a lot. Yeah, we've been on the, a lot of the same yeah. scenes, uh-huh. but like never really, uh-huh. you know, yeah. in the circle together, yeah. kind of circling around I'm the circling circles. Circling around the circle, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's up yeah. though. But you know, now things are coming full circle. So yeah. here you are. Yeah. Here I am. Um, but yeah, that's dope. You know, as as a young kid, I mean, not that I had the same experience, but I I went to Kennedy. Mm-hmm. I went to Suncoast. Um, See, I didn't even go to there. I didn't go there yet because, yeah, yeah, man, it's like um, when he asked me. I'm sorry, I got it because I I know I go off. Um, but while I was in that that choir, I ended up kind of like being a a section leader, and I was a baritone at that time. I was a baritone, so. Um, one time he asked me, hey, man, you going to sing this solo? I was like, huh? I was petrified. I didn't want, I mean, it's not that like, but because he asked me, and I didn't I didn't resist, but when I had my first, um, I had my first, we had our, well, one of our performances. Man, I blew it out. And I didn't realize it, though. And, but it's that first moment in time where after the performance, it was so many people walking up to me and like, mm. hey, man, man, you sounded so good. I like, yeah. Affirming moments. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, you, you it's, it's heightening your sensibility right. to receive but also give. And, it's, right. you know, that's the thing about music. You, you, When you give, it gives back in so many ways. It's a recycling energy, definitely. It, it you know, you it are is. giving out, you're communicating to the audience and, in return, you do want something from them, whether you say it or not, you know, you do. Um, for a minute, let's go ahead and fast forward to like the moment that you're like, okay, I'm doing this in my life. Like this is, this is the thing that I'm doing. I'm not doing anything else. Um, quickly kind of tell me about when that moment was when you decided music, you know, I'm in love with music mm. and I'm doing this. I think my experience at Suncoast. Suncoast? Suncoast High School, um, class of 94. Right. Um, I was in the choir every year. And t- see, we had the feeder from Kennedy. We had already interacted with, uh, shout out to uh, George Raymond, um, the director at that time. Um, you better be uh, adding all these people. <laughs> I know I really should, but you I got a shot. I can't. You, I know. I, there's no way I could um could even interview to, yeah. without because those no, people I understand. are like pivotal. Yeah, stitched in my like in your my, mind. my mind, my soul. 
if they didn't take the time uh, and and not being if I wasn't able to ha- even have a rapport with them, right? You know, they were really stand up guys in the community for what they con- contrib- uh, contributed to our um, uh, our culture. Yeah, to your growth. Yeah, 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 agree. yeah definitely yeah. the growth. Um, so, with that being said, you know, having the opportunity to go to college through just us as a concert choir, man, we would, we would just, we would always get superiors and everything, just like, you know, Kennedy bands, Kennedy's chorus, uh, Sun Coast Chargers sonic band, one time for Mr. Brown. You know, um, this 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 culture, we couldn't help but be good, and and we, it's like iron sharpen iron, you know what I mean? Right. From from chorus to band, we were all good in our own right, and we respected each other's craft. It was never an ego. It was more more, if anything, submission to the art. Right. I know for me, leaving Suncoast, it was like a badge of honor. You know, like. Having gone there, That's not right. because of academics necessarily, but it was known for academics, you know, and and that was a part of it to it be was. like I went there, but to be able to balance but that, be able to say, mm-hmm. "Nah, I was in the band," or you know, like to be a part of the the artistic community that came out of that. Like so many amazing and talented people came out of um, the cohort that we were like in yeah absolutely yep absolutely yeah so um if i was to go ahead keep fast forwarding i ended up oh go ahead no 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 i just i mean for like i i hear you as like as a kid like you're getting developed um you're getting developed with all these pivotal moments and these instrumental people that are pouring and impacting but as an adult um, when you decide, hey, I'm gonna be a professional. I fell in love with music. And this is what I want to do with my life. Like, where, what, what is that moment? Mm, where exactly? Maybe um, not exactly, but no, 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 no. I, I, you know I, can, I can tell you. Oh, okay. Um, it was just, just the culture and the life on the hill. Okay. Um, man, rest in peace, Dr. Augustus J. Pearson. He was one of the pivotal guys that um, he poured into the concert choir at FAM. But at the same time, he was a drill sergeant from NAM. And he used to be a part of, um, what is it, the Mayflower? What is it, Mayfield? Curtis, he, he used to sing in a group with Curtis Mayfield. But with that musical background along with just hard driven mm-hmm. i mean like listen we would be practicing from 3 30 to 5 and then get an hour of grace period maybe two maybe a little bit of homework time and, and to eat we'll be back up there by 7 45 or 8 o'clock and sometimes we'll be rehearsing from 8 8, eight o'clock to 12 in the morning that's how he, he just was a perfectionist and a great musician, um, but just that. And then, like, I had, like, section leaders. Sometimes I get up at 4 in the morning, and I'll be, we'll be, we'll go meet to the, the track, and I'll be vocalizing while in a running pattern. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Imagine this is your, 
your left, right, left, right, left, right, and you, uh, uh, like religiously. Mm-hmm. So it was it was the work ethic, mm-hmm. and sometimes the momentum of the work ethic can't do anything but take you to like just being set, you know. And if and me, if any if if you ask anybody who knew me. My freshman year, I was this kid. See, we didn't, you know, CDs were fresh, but I had a whole bag. I carry a whole duffel bag full of CDs, and I keep these fat headphones on with my disc man on me. And I never went anywhere without. So I was all I didn't even realize. I I had I love music so much. I was engulfed in it so much that I, I mean, just like these kids are now, right. That now it's a norm. I was like, the odd. I look like this odd dude because I always had, had it on. I always had it on. So I was listening to, you know, your Earth Wind and Fire, your Curtis Mayfield, your um I was listening to the to the to the Buddhist monks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to to Mendelssohn. I was listening to all different kinds of music because I was open to it. And you know, it was the culture. Like FSU had the, had the music, um, their music program and their radio station. Fam, you had its jazz, jazz um, segment and um, you know radio station. So just all this culture, all this music is constantly. And then you you got some of your favorite acts that you're watching on what Teen Summer BT. Uh, V1, all of that, and you got all of this culture that's coming at you. And me, I, you know, the Word Up magazine, you always getting a kind of edge up before things really pop off if you're really into it. You know, I'm the type, I read, you know, reading records, I'm going to read who's the producer, the you know, who did the, the right, background right. vocals, who, who, you know, all of, all of the players just to understand the sound, the sound so, concept. So, yeah, you're studying at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. <clears throat> so. um as a professional uh, would you consider yourself a professional uh at this point absolutely okay um the moment tell me about your professional yeah career. the professional career took me to um it's like when i graduated from college and it, I, I had some some stops man I, I wanted to quit i did um but it's just something in me that wouldn't let me Stop, and then I had my baby girl. Um, shout out to my daughter Naya, um, and my granddaughter. But um, she was a pivotal role in my life because mm-hmm. I ain't want her to. She wasn't finna see her dad be a quitter, right. straight up. Right. I I couldn't allow it, and um, for that she has become a phenomenal young lady, um, and and mom. In her adulting. Nice. So to be able to see that um, along with your, just just my contribution of just trying to be steadfast regardless, mm-hmm. regardless of the challenges. So um, when I graduated, I immediately, um, I was grinding. I was working for the state for almost nine years at a time. And um, I got this call from some one of my colleagues. And actually, two of them called me for the same gig, and um, it was a gig with uh, 
a neo soul artist by the name of Cody Chestnut. And when that call came in, I was like, it was so funny. I was like, who is Cody Chestnut? And the Brandon had already introduced me to this guy and his music uh, probably like a year or two prior. I was like, this is different. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was popular for recording a song, an album, double double disc album on a four-track recorder. All right, so fast-forwarding to that, um, the first rehearsal or whatever, it was it was with all a lot of guys that I had already done work with. It was probably two different two different guys, but again, the sound that we made, right? It just um, and we worked hard on the project. It was a promotion. Uh, we were promoting his new album. At the time, was was, was called Landing on a Hundred, and we toured. We ended up touring. We ended up recording uh, in Memphis, where Al Green had done a Still in Love album. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of nostalgia in the mm-hmm. process of growth musically. When I did say, "Well, hey, I'm gonna be a professional," I was already getting paid for singing, but it just it's just like that work where it pays off. Um. And just, man, that that experience of meeting so many different people. We traveled, like, all over. And um, just that experience alone. And then the type of album that we did, it was The Icebreaker. Um, it, was, it was a very positive album. had a lot of content that had to do with our culture. Um and then to be in that circle, you know, this is this is that circle where Dave Chappelle, your Jill Scotts, your um Right. Your um Quest Love, the Roots. Right. Badu. So you um, you have at this point, I mean, you're in the room, you're at the table. Well we're at the table. Yeah. And um some of these cats we're seeing in passing, like Yasin Babe. Um, we we oh, we had open for Boosie Collins and uh, Larry Graham, um, the Montreux Jazz Festival. These things that I never even dreamed of doing. I would hear all of my like my cats from the jazz band at Fam that they did that like yeah yeah we did yeah we did poor <laughs> jazz you know festival this that and that was like okay all right all right but to actually experience it man right that was that was the moment where I. And then we were making, for that time, we we weren't we weren't doing bad at all, and we weren't even as an indie, in the indie circle, in an indie type of situation. Um, it, it was a really great experience, honestly, from the food, the fellowship, and the conversations. But definitely, when you do a show and you got people that will say after the show. Man, I promise you I wasn't going to even come. And I was feeling like this, this way, that way. Man, you guys, you guys made my day. I mean, when they saying that redundantly, some people in tears, some people in, but it's always a good vibe. To just to be around a good vibe based on what music right. you bring, man, that just. The energy that you guys were bringing was impacting and touching people's lives. Definitely that. But yeah. I think the peak was when you're in front of 25,000 people singing something that's 
that's positive and they're receiving, but they're giving back, that's a rush. And I think those are the things that makes the greats walk around with the auras that some people catch. I get it now. You know, I get it when, like, um, shout out to Cody. Um, And I've seen other artists do it where, like, if there's an empty space, we're bringing them close. Hey, 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 y'all come close. Y'all come close. Right. So that we can, we, we're exchanging. Right. To exchange energies is, is an important thing, you know, especially if you're on the right, on the same accord, to enjoy the moment, enjoy the vibe. Right. And that's what um, segue into the Love Jones experience. That's what I felt. I know I was on the outskirts a lot because <laughs> I'm at music. I'm a musician that's always in my head of, of the playback before right. and after. Right. You know, so I'm I'm still catching the vibe, but I'm let me get this flow right or just you know what I right. mean? I know Loosening up, when so. you um when you when you got there when you first arrived at the show, the Love Jones experience in January, um, you know, I could feel like you were like, I gotta you know, you were kinda outside, you know, you were in your in your yeah, element, I, in your I, moment, I, I you had to do my that. Element outside. It's yeah. so it's so crazy how, as artists, you know, we all have our things. I I think I'm like that. Before I perform, I'm like, I don't want to eat. I do not really want to talk. And that's um, where really where I am. I um mm-hmm. I have these these mantras that I say. Yes. Um, even if I'm not singing or going over the piece, I am. It's like a mental um, preparation that That's I have right. to do, That's you know, right. before. So I, I knew that was happening. So you were like, I'm outside. I was like, all right, go ahead and do your thing. Yeah. But um, when you did come in, tell us about the vibe that you experienced um, and, like, what was happening, like, paint a picture. Mm. That, why was it good? Wow. Well, to me, speakeasy. The speakeasy vibe has always been something that I wanted to be a part of. Mm-hmm. It didn't, it not just from watching the movie Love Jones itself, but at the same time, it just still re- represented community. Right. It was something of like a church experience, and I know <laughs> not in a religious right type of vibe, but it's just that people really didn't mind sitting close to one another, despite. You know, you know these changes that we've had. I don't want to speak on those changes, but you know, like right. since the pandemic or whatever, um, just to be able to do that and open themselves to thrive. And I mean, when I say thrive, really demand to be in this kind of setting. And it was a sold out show and wall to wall, but everybody patient with each other these are things that remind me of things of old you know what I mean like that setup kind of reminded me of my dad and, and my my godfather and in their club mm. managing and owning days so so you know it might have been t- it looked tight but man um so much came from it like store many stories right like people <laughs> you know I, I it was people are were still living through that that time you know couldn't let go because of what it how it felt so again just to to be a part right. of it for you to ask me 
I was humbled, still humbled, and I'm excited, elated to um, just do more things of that nature because it creates a vibe and it creates an environment that, you know, where we can come and really be in our area. Right. Not have to, you know, um, being from West Palm Beach, usually we have to go to Miami. We got to go every other place. We got to go, you know, Lake Worth was a great site, but we always have to leave where we're where we are to enjoy art when you know it's a lot of artists in our area we can have something of our own but also too like i think the idea of the artists that are here that are maybe established um maybe up up and coming artists can have a home or a place and not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to try it out here because this is amateur night necessarily, but something where, no, this is this is where we do our thing. This is this is home and like this is respected. Absolutely. Um, so many people from Palm Beach and I hear it all the time. You know, I feel like they leave this place to make it or leave this place to be validated in another place and affirmed somewhere else. But why can't we affirm and validate our people here? Why can't people come from wherever they are to come here to see the talent that we have? Why is it so important that we go to Miami or Fort Lauderdale or New York or LA or Atlanta to see what they have going on? The same things are going on here. Well, if you don't mind. Uh, go ahead. You I, are I in think, the interview, I think, I will, my brother. Yeah, no, indeed. <laughs> I, I just wanted you to, you know what I mean? You know, I, I got a little yeah. passionate there. I'm sorry. No, you felt that? No, absolutely. <sighs> but, yeah, um, I think it's really about big city bright lights. It, um, yeah. And the metropolitan area. Um, like I, I can't even front. Like, when I was in Atlanta, I used to visit there a lot for a for at, at at one point in time, and uh, my classmate used to take me to uh, Apache and some other clubs. But, I've been to Apache. I but, think I performed there once. Yeah, cool. So you know to catch those vibes, but again, sometimes he would even take me to like um, they would have informationals about the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, and not so not saying that we don't have it here. But well, a lot of times really it would be in my, like some yeah. yeah like some of my colleagues would would have stuff in Lauderdale or Miami, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, um, we got a lot of teaching to do in our culture right here because the exposure is not there. And and see, a lot of people don't understand the history of Palm Beach County. If they understood the you know the the history here, this was the first. I hate not, I don't want to say Miami, but the land was all one. You know what I mean? Until it was, it was bought, sold, and cut into pieces to be. You know what I'm saying? But all of this used to be what we what you call Miami used to be a part of Palm Beach mm-hmm. County. A lot of people don't know that. Right. So, um, but their growth was a lot faster. Right, and I understand mm-hmm. it, it. There's you know, economic power. There's there's different elements Absolutely. that make things what they are. But I guess all I'm saying is that 
we have the ability to do the same things that other places are doing. I guess it's just the willpower and the and the ability to collaborate absolutely and be a collective. And so for me, uh, with Be Well Events, I you know host cultural events and wellness events because I do feel a a need for Black people to come together and be well and be good and be okay um, and express. And the Love Jones experience, I would love it to be a place that feels like home. Each time we have a different theme um, every month that we're going to be hosting at the Empire Lounge, I want people to feel like, yeah, I want to go because let me see, like, what's going to be different there. Or if I'm this kind of artist, I I can get something out of it. Not necessarily, like, the vibe may be the same, but it's not like all oh, those kind of people because I feel like a lot of things can be very clickish, but you never know what we're going to bring because, you know, you can definitely find a place that can be a home for you. And I feel like as black people, we shouldn't be like that's it's this, you know, like this kind of place or, you know, stereotyping. No, let, let's let's Ooh. give a little bit of something for everybody so we can create a, a collective vibe. Absolutely. And I and I want to I want to say this about the Love Jones experience that I also um, paid close attention to is it was the the age groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We had elders in there. And I ain't saying it in a bad way. It's just like you had your you had your, some of your 30, 28, you had your 50, your 60. You know what I'm saying? And to have that in one room, that dynamic, you know what I'm saying? That I, I peeped that, and I, I, I really dug that because that's how I always visualized it as, as a young, you know what I mean, just loving music. And if you wanted an ideal kind of setting to perform in or under, it would be, and definitely not under, in you know, um, would be definitely that. Because, and then with the poetry, so then you got the griots, the storytellers, the musicians, the band, everybody's playing their part as if it's a, as, as if it's a choir. Um, it, it was a harmonious um, experience. Yes. Um, I just came down not too long ago. Off the high? Yeah, because... <laughs> I was high for a long time too. Yeah, it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I um, you know, just the just the vibe, the colors, the the lighting, the setting, the intimacy, um, and there was no there was no problems. No. You know what I'm saying? There was. Well, if no, there were problems, it was for me to handle. Y'all didn't see the problem. No, well, it actually I mean, it was it flowed uh, like yeah, very it, it well. It really did. And it Very made people well. feel like, yeah, I needed that. Yeah. And you know, whenever you, whenever you feel like that, that gut feeling like that, then it you you're in the pocket. You're really in the pocket with it. Right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I'm appreciative. Uh, I I am everybody too. coming through I am too. I am and showing too. love. So, um, yeah. so one last question for you. So. Mm-hmm. I know you are going to do the Love Jones experience April 26th. 
But what can you tell the people that you're working on? What is the next step for you? Um, what do you plan? Like, what are your plans for the future as far as music is concerned? To be honest, like 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 we were talking, it's it's really about um, it's a downhill slope for me in a good way because it's it's about surrendering to the momentum of um, not only where the music takes you. But just where your your gifts and talents take you, I'm gonna be doing this more. I claim that. Um, I always wanted it to be that, but I, I mean, I had some detours, man. Uh, losing relatives and caregiving and all of this uh, real life stuff, man. Right. And sometimes, it, as a creative, you're sent. You can be sensitive to the things that. You're, um, and I don't want to say enduring, but experiencing, and Absolutely. sometimes it blocks out your creative, your creative uh, gem inside. It's up to us. It's, and and you know, somebody told me a long time ago that inspiration is all around us. It's just how you tap into it. Sometimes it was, I mean, for a lot of time, it was challenging to tap in because your your mode. And mentality sometimes doesn't switch off for the duties that are called upon you or us. I'm really just bringing you and bringing the listeners into the, you know, just the aspect of life can have you, you know, detour. But either way, right now I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm working on things, right. but at the same time, it's just really about engaging the audience, connecting. Um, I've been doing covers for years. But I've always kept my little gems to myself. I'm still trying to, not trying, but finding my voice in all of those uh, characters and mm-hmm. artists that I have endeared uh, forever. And the thing is, when I when I do somebody else's stuff, I make theirs mine. Yeah. So that it's my version, but it's still paying homage in a respectful way. Because I do respect the craft and and what was laid for you and I to enjoy um, some of the best storytelling, and I want to re I want to recapture that, but I re want to reiterate that. So I'm being a a fan. I really want to you know I don't want to overthink this thing, but you know, um, it's so funny. I was talking to somebody the other day. I remember when. D'Angelo was uh, just one of my one of my one of my favorite artists, but of many, he was on uh, the Apollo, and this dude was rapping with a group. No, but who would have thought that this man would have came back as a full fledged soul, down to the bone singer, and extra prolific in the craft. You know, so that's right. You know, right now, multi talented, multi talented, and D-Angelo. yeah, and those that that that's the direction. It's just the coming coming of uh, one coming into his own, and I'm excited. This is where I am. Um, I'm clearing space for it. So right now, I'm excited. You know, you can stay tuned for just greatness. 
I come from it. I'm, I'm cut from it. Um, so expected. And it's nothing I'm, you know, just throwing around loosely. You know, sometimes we, we, we have to, um, if we don't pat ourselves on the back, then toot your own horn sometimes. You know, give yourself some give give yourself some love that you deserve. Show yourself because, some love. Yeah, because others other if others do it, you know, man, it's sometimes it took a while to receive that because you're man. I'm I can read my words, critic. Absolutely, Creative, I, creatives, creatives are like that. Are, but think about the you that was the Kennedy you. Mm. You know, the you that started out. And all of the affirming moments that you told me about, like you, at, at every turn in your story, it was like, hey, this is an affirming moment. This person, and shout out to this person and this person. So along the way, you've been building and growing and understanding and shaping um, who you are today. And God. that kid has been affirmed and you as an adult, has been affirmed and you have been at the table and now you about to blow the spot up (laughs) and now they can come check you out you know it's a monthly thing the love jones experience oliver's gonna be in the house y'all love jones experience and um whenever you drop that thing listen we all i mean the listening party Oh, we gonna have a Love Jones experience, Oliver see, Green addition, listening party. That's oh, what's excuse up. me. That's yeah, what's that's up. what's up. For real, for real. Don't even play. You know I'll plan it. Don't even play. You know what? I'm sorry. I, I I'm, <laughs> and I'm apologizing only because one thing I did forget that family experience. I ain't, I ain't tell you I got in the theater for a little bit. Oh, okay. And it was uh, it, it was, and I got a the sh- shout out. Mr. Luther Wells, uh, Irene C. Edmonds Theater. That's that is when it was, and Dr. Matthews, man. Um, uh, also, you know, oh man, you got me pouring now. Um, just doing workshops, even even with, with opera singers, uh, Richard Smallwood, Moses Hogan. Doing it with those professionals that were in it at that time, man, just got got me here. You know, well, you know, yeah. listen, you you, didn't you did all his name dropping. You no, got something just, powerful to come. I think this is why I think I think the people need to hear a little something, something. Oh, uh, OK. My God. To close us out. That's what I think. I got you. OK, it's about to go down. Okay, this is actually for one of my one of my songs that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Not the song that you wrote. Come on yeah, now. Um, it's it's Come just a original. But it's certainly funny how it brought me here with you. Cause this journey we have here is definitely a long ride. Certainly funny how it brought me here with you. Cause this journey we have here is definitely a long ride. 
Yeah. But um that was like one of my first songs I did like when I was in college. And um shout out to Karami Bryant. We um uh, who was that too? That was B Hooks was there, that was Mike Broadnax. Hey man, um that just was a good time of creativity and it was those guys that helped bring and you see those guys that was in the band. They helped bring out um we helped bring out some things in each other. And um I got some other gems that I'm and I'm gonna just bring out the chest very soon and I wanna share them with you. And I hope you like them. But let's start out here at the the Love Jones experience and see what um how we can exchange energies. That's really what it's about. In this time, um positive energy is so we have to have a balance. Um, I my soul calls for it, so please have your face in the place, and um, I'm I'm elated to be able to share God's gift. And Absolutely. So, so if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, I think I really want to check out the Love Jones Experience Harlem Renaissance Edition, you can definitely find that information on Eventbrite. Mm. You can just go ahead and type that title in. Um, if you are looking for the Love Jones Experience Harlem Renaissance, um, however, if you want to follow me, um, at bwell underscore events on IG, the link will be in the bio for tickets. That's bwell underscore events on IG, and you can just purchase a ticket there. Thank you guys for listening. This is Kim Smith with the Love Jones Experience Podcast with Oliver Green. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Love Jones Experience. Just write a review and subscribe.